Welcome, everybody, once again to the If I Said It, I Meant It podcast. Bite my tongue for no. I'm Kevin Shio coming to you, as always, with my good friend. Richard Vasquez. And we are... Live. Live. We're doing a uh, what we call a remote in the business. We are out of the studio. We are in and amongst the common folk here at Gardens Bar and Grill. This is my peeps. This is... No, this is home. Yeah. I spent many... Yeah, no. We've been here quite a bit. So uh, we're doing a remote today, our first out-of-studio uh, segment, our, our first production on the road. And we are joined by the lovely Annie, owner, operator, controller, Grand Entrepreneur. Grand Poobah of all that it is garden. So thank you so much for allowing us to be here. No, thank you guys. Appreciate you guys. And, and I'm joined as always by my good friend. I already said Richard Vasquez. Did you? Yeah. I'm just excited. I got out of the studio. I got out of the the office. The grind that is. Uh, I'm excited. I'm drinking at Gardens. Our production, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. On Whiskey Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, no. and so there's a deal on Whiskey Wednesday. So shout out to Gardens for this. But um, what's the what's the promotion for a Wednesday night? Wednesday night we do four dollar Whiskey Wednesday. So you get some Jameson, Jack, quite a variety. Four dollar drinks, dollar wings, and oh, dollar wings! I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Damn it! <laughs> yes, <laughs> you learn like something new every day. I, don't just, you? I went for the chili for the burrito because it's fucking bomb. <laughs> and it I is have, so bomb. I have two taco plates coming. One for me and, and one for the wife. Who oh, just we, we had one too. Walked in. You already ate. Yeah, yeah, we already had one. Good for you. A little dinner date before the show. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, Annie, thank you so much for having us here. We, uh, I know, <laughs> Richard is. Spent probably a much more time here, and having money. having been employed. <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh, formerly DJing here quite a bit. I know I have uh, enjoyed many a dinner, drink, um, crack of dawn time here. But this isn't your only location, correct? Correct. So there's one in La Habra. There is. Yes. What prompted you to open up a second location? Um. We actually had uh, opened it as, uh, we bought it as a pizza place. So we were looking for like another income, another business, but wanted something not as stressful as the bar business because it's a lot of stress. So we thought, okay, we'll open a little family pizza place and you know, that'll be cool, a little extra income a month and you know, it'll be great, work both the places. there's just not that much money in the pizza business really? <laughs> when you're surrounded by so many pizza places and it takes so many more people to make less money. It's, it's really crazy that what, what I learned or what I encountered in it. Um, 
so we ran it like that for four years and then I was like Dang, you had it for four years yeah I didn't know that back in 2014 so and then I was like I would always look at the place and I was like oh my god if this was a gardens you know because it's so big <laughs> over there it I is was like I could put some pool tables some dartboards I could have some bands you know Oh, there's so much it has so much potential so like the end of 2017 just pulled the trigger and said closed for 14 days and literally went 24 7 wrecked the whole place didn't sleep and freaking got it it's done. nice it's nice over there mm. it's a lot i, bigger I than do here. wish there mm -hmm. were some games over here that were over there but i kind of understand why they wouldn't be here mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we won't we won't go into detail <laughs> yeah. about no, that. No, no. <laughs> two, two by fours for jenga tend to make weapons also so yeah um you know, Annie, thank you so much. You, even before we started really doing this podcast, doing shout outs for gardens. Oh, we know, were doing shout outs for gardens from the beginning. I'm, I'm talking even before the yeah. podcast. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. When, when we were just customers mm -hmm. here, I, this Little is youngsters. kind of like home. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's been a long time, but yeah. I mean, we've always been coming to gardens and it's, it's I've just always been, been family. Yeah. <laughs> And I know uh, we had Rick. Uh, Rick had joined online and was watching the show. And mm -hmm. I know Rick has been here quite a bit. And he's not, not recently, though. In case Michelle's wondering. Yeah, no, I, I can't think of the last time he was here. <laughs> if Michelle's watching, but we've always come in. We've always loved the people here. You know, Mati's working tonight. It's been it's great. It's Mati, but yeah. Yeah, and we called her Mati for, for a decade. A, a like long, a decade. Like I didn't know her name was Mati. Until like probably like six years ago. Are you serious? Yeah, because I don't know. I, I don't know where we got Mati from, but then like we just started calling that she never corrected like us. Like with a D, Mati. With a T. Mad oh, with a T. Or okay. A T. Yeah, yeah, Mati. Okay. So a bunch of coconuts around here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know where we got that from, but we all started calling her that, and then like I don't know, couple, like I said, like six years ago. Like I saw, uh, you guys had it was actually during Christmas. Mm -hmm. You guys had stockings up, and it said Mari, and I was like, "Who the fuck is that?" And she's like, "That's me." I'm like, "What the fuck is your name, been Mari?" We, <laughs> I been totally didn't know. <laughs> but she hilarious. never corrected us. No. <laughs> she never fucking corrected us. It's, hey, it sounds the same. So. It's it's been great. I mean, there it's so Whittier has a, has a few staples. Right, things that are cornerstones of the community. Whittier has the uh, steak corral. Mm -hmm. Okay, Whittier has the Rocky Cola Cafe. Mm -hmm. Pico has gardens, gardens. and it's just one of those places where we've always loved to go. Mm -hmm. And so we just want to thank you for the hospitality. The hospitality. I mean, we've kind of always. This is the cheers of Pico. That warms my heart, you know what I mean? Like, it just, it really, it really feels good to hear people say that or people mention, you know, the garden. It's awesome. Like, I don't know. I've been coming here, I mean, I've been coming here since I was like 18 or 19. No, you know? no, no, not at all. I'm just this for the way, tacos. This is, this is old management. This is old management. And my, I, I, to my, to my, or to, to the, whoever's defense, I did have a fake ID, so they didn't know. Oh, okay. It looked like me, but. Luckily, I wasn't the owner. You weren't. So. You were, that's what I said. That's what I said. This clause. I think this the clause like two, right here, two, right? Two owners ago. <laughs> I will say that, like, during football season, my son, who's now nine, you know, so for nine years, my son's been coming here on a Sunday morning. Having the kids breakfast mm -hmm. with the pancakes, and I mean, he has a great time. Good. And I get to watch in the restaurant area. In the restaurant part. <laughs> <laughs> so the I, grill. I, I, so I have a question. So 
the first time I met you was when before the junction, before what was it before that? It was uh, Chavalitas. Ch- yeah. Mm-hmm. And then before that, it was Little John's. Yeah. That's where I met you. That's where you were working. And then you came over here. You didn't buy it though, right? You just came over here as, as, no, as a, a bartender. bartender. Yeah. Okay. So like, how did that come across? How did that? How did you go from being a bartender to owning the place? Um. It's kind of a little funny story. We'll we'll go quick in it, but so I when I was working at Little John's, that was my first uh, bartending gig, and kind of came like a little fluke. I used to go hang out there because I'm from Pico. I lived up the street. You know, my grandparents still live there. Um, that was my spot, and the owner she was like short on people. She's like, "Oh, Annie, you know, just come and work one night with me. Just try it out." I was like, "No, I'm good." I worked at Disneyland. I was, you know, <laughs> chilling, living my life. Okay. You know, not not a big deal and um, she just kept on asking me asking me so I was like okay I'll give it a shot and like I think that first night I made like $300 in tips and I was like dude you're gonna pay me to do this shit <laughs> like, what the fuck I, like that was it I was sold I was like I'm a people pleaser I especially at Disneyland they were just big on guest service and you know over the top um, I, I always I like to see people happy I can take a lot of shit it doesn't bother me at all you know I want to make people happy I don't mind waiting on people and to get paid to do it and a good amount of money to do it I was like this I'm assuming you made fun. more money that night than you did at Disneyland? Yeah, probably in a month, <laughs> a month or something. <laughs> so, yeah, for sure. So, I, I just fell in love with it, you know? I fell in love with the atmosphere. It was fun. I, I almost knew instantly, like, this is what I want to do. And I knew I couldn't be, uh, I, I didn't want to be a bartender forever, you know what I mean? I, I knew I wanted to be an owner. I knew I had, like, so many ideas, and I would just look, and I would be like, oh, I would do this, or I would, how would I do this differently, or what would I make that and um, that's I think the best part of you know ownership is that you can take your idea and you can make it a reality and when it succeeds or it works it's like the greatest satisfaction you know what I mean yeah just like I did that you know or I've done that and it's um, you don't have to ask nobody you know what I mean for permission or nothing so, so how, how did you go so the owner just decided like I'm looking to get out of the business and you approached for her here or okay so uh, when I came over here, it, she actually thought she was buying like a little restaurant. You know what I mean? Too. She didn't know like she wasn't into getting into the bar business. Her and her husband. Okay. And um, she almost actually didn't make it. When I came to work here, uh, it was like just a little restaurant. Still, you remember how it was? Um, mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know if you guys go yeah. way back. Yeah, the booths. Yeah. The booths. Mm-hmm. I fell asleep in one of them once. <laughs> I believe it. And the <laughs> floors were way different. Yeah. There, there was a no carpet, carpet. Yeah. rug. Yeah. So. It, you know, way back when it used to be the, um, what was it, the, the Jade. Jade and the Chinese restaurant. Yes. And, uh, Fuck I, the Chinese. I used to come and sit in the parking lot. My mom said she was going to go freaking in and pick up Chinese food. I'd be there for an hour. And I'm like, what the hell, dude? That's the longest fucking way for Chinese food. So Isn't that shit already ready? We're, we're going to use that still. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm just going to grab some Chinese food. And we'll just come into gardens, have a few drinks for a couple hours. Really? It works or yeah. something. I'm like eight, nine years old. Like, what the hell? She's like, did you bring a book? I'm like, oh. Okay. Did you bring a book? Yeah. So. That's awesome. Anyway, so she, you know, got into it. You know, I, I came to work here, and Maddie came, like, a, a few months after me, and we just, like, busted our, our ass for the place, you know? Changed it, and it just started building and building and building. And um, the owner, so they were a married couple uh, when they got into it. 
and the bar business is like, oh, it's like cops and firemen, high divorce rate, you know what I mean? You're gonna, like, most likely you're not gonna make it. So, um, sad to say they did end up, you know, getting a divorce, and she kept it in the divorce, and uh, she had started a, a new relationship, and I, she didn't want to see it go down the same path, you know? Mm. So she knew I was always interested in owning a bar. She knew that's what I wanted to do. That was my thing. So the opportunity came up. She you know, put an offer right there, and I basically begged, borrowed, and stealed to fucking nice. make it happen. So let's just say I heard no a lot, you know, up through... Almost to the day I closed escrow, I felt like I wasn't gonna go through, wasn't gonna fucking make it, you know? I was crying every other day, what the fuck is gonna happen, you know? But. So, Annie, let me ask you when you go back in your own life to the mm-hmm. time right about you were, you were about to buy gardens mm-hmm. or whatever Chinese food restaurant this was <laughs> at the time. Who were you at that time? Were you single? Were you married? You know, what was going on in your personal life at that time? I was in a, in a relationship. I think me, you know, and Marco had already been together for, man, probably a good five, six years. So, yeah, there's so many years. I have to count back. <laughs> they just fucking fly when you're having fun. And, and I guess... <laughs> You know, part part of why we do this show yeah. is also to kind of hopefully inspire people to take a chance. Mm-hmm. Now, everything, I think everything is is taken in context. So, for Richard, who is has a girlfriend mm-hmm. with no kids, mm-hmm. for him to take a chance and put all of his life savings into something mm-hmm. is a lot easier and a lot more understanding versus somebody like me who might be able to take all of my money, but yet that risk might not be the best choice for somebody who has a child who, you know, I'm you have to, I, you kind of, you have, you have to explain yourself. Like, yeah, you kind of, I mean, you kind of have to explain, like, even though it's your money and you know, it's like, mm-hmm. well, I'm putting it all into this. This is my you. savings. And part of it might be for my son's education, mm-hmm. but I'm gambling on myself. So mm-hmm. where were you in your life at that time? And what, risks did you have to take when you took over gardens i think like um my mindset for that and i i think what i would say on that is like you don't you don't like failing is not an option failure is not an option so you're gonna take this money in here and it's gonna work no matter what you do you're gonna fucking make it work you know what i mean so you like you don't really, I think once you start going over the oh, the risk or this and that, you're already setting yourself up down the wrong path, you know? You gotta like just, you gotta be tough. You just gotta say, you know, to yourself, that is it. You know what I mean? I'm gonna make it. I, I, I agree. Never uh, crossed my mind not to make it, you know? So when when I made, I made a decision to leave a company that was established, and d- definitely not as big of a risk that you took, no, but sure. it, nonetheless, it was a risk. Mm-hmm. I went from an established company to a company that was just starting mm-hmm. and I started asking everybody like for their inside I asked Kevin okay. I asked my mom and I heard a bunch of different scenarios but in my mind the whole time I was like I'm only asking you because I want to hear what other people think about it but I already made my decision and I already knew that if I make the decision and I leave like like you said failure is not an option Yeah. like you were going to work your ass off so like I totally understand what you mean by that yeah. I mean that, though, that scenario although it wasn't opening my own business mm-hmm. I was starting my own branch mm-hmm. and 
it was definitely it was a lot of work. I mean, it was a lot, a lot of fucking elbow grease and yeah. fucking late nights and mm-hmm. long days, and yeah. it sucked. I mean, yeah. you know, and unfortunately, it didn't work out because yeah. of them, not because of me. Yeah. Um, but it but made you a better person. I don't regret it though at all. I don't regret it at all. Learning experience for yeah. sure is invaluable. Yeah. So as you went through your choice and, and you put your mind to it, you decided that this was going to work for you. Can you take our audience through some of the opposition, some of the obstacles. hurdles, obstacles, hurdles that you had to go through while you took this place Leap over? There's well, so start? many, but we could be here all night. I'm all, which are the ones I can tell you? So let's let's just say that <laughs> this business is is incredibly tough. It, it's it's tough, dude. It, it you go everywhere from you know liability to you know man one fight one argument is that going to be the end of your thing you know what I mean he's going to shut you down one you know person that could possibly like leave drunk kill somebody you know what I mean fall back on you I think all of those are the major ones that you don't get rest from every day and when you have something that's like your sole source of income basically you know you don't get a check every day I'm the last one, you know, we're the last one to get paid at the end of it all. We make sure all the bills are paid, all the employees get paid, and, you know, whatever's left over, it's you know, yours. You take, you, it's yours. So you are you depend on yourself, <laughs> basically. So it's, um, it, it's so, I, you know, I would say uh, just taking something from that may not have been being ran up to par, you know what I mean, or all the right way, and to transforming that to make sure you know you're you're legally in all the right places that you need to be you know is uh, one of the biggest you know biggest hurdles that you encounter on a day-to-day basis um, times have changed the bar business has changed a lot since I bartended that was old school bartending you know um, yeah, your old regulars fucked up or you know what I mean the old man you know and it was like they're, you know, now they're older. Yeah. <laughs> now they're your, just older. Your, your $2 beer. And, you know, it was a lot of... Um, Fight back. Uh, very like that, yeah. you know. It, it's very old school. And somehow the times changed and they evolved. And there's a lot... That's almost like a dying breed a little bit. And it has, you know transformed into a new generation you know what i mean a, a, a somewhat younger I, 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 li- I like to say i like to think that me and my friends were part of that youth that got in yeah uh, that that you know we because when we used to come here it used to be a older crowd it still yeah. kind of is but no, now we're older like it was no no yeah mm-hmm. but now that we're older we're kind of like the medium crowd yeah. like we're not the old people but we're not the young people either yeah. but when we first started coming here like we were definitely the young ones yeah. And it was really uh, just us, like like no like no offense, like yeah. to when you owned it when you yeah. first started, or even the, yeah. the previous owner. We wouldn't come here to meet girls. We would come here just to yeah. have With your some group. drinks. Yeah, it wasn't the yeah. the in spot. It yeah. was your spot. Yeah, it was you our spot. I mean? yeah. But now it's different. Like there are more right. girls that come yeah. here. Like and it's far it's more, far yeah. more. Yeah. I can't talk to any of them. <laughs> but when I Good. could, I would. I guess we missed out. We missed out. <laughs> oh, I did not miss out. No. At all. <laughs> I did not miss out at all. <laughs> So I, I remember you guys coming in like, oh man, on my, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday night. Yeah. I got all excited, saw your group, you know, yeah, finally some people my age. Four, five, a six, seven of us, yeah. So, she remembers us yeah. coming in, but not 
leaving. Not leaving. That's <laughs> the best part. I just hope none of us, hope, hopefully none of us ever walked out under tabs. <laughs> I'm always worried about the next day, like, did I pay my tab? But no one's ever called me or anything, so no. we're good. We got you. Don't worry. <laughs> you know, I, for, for our group, like, there's certain things that in our circle, we have a lot of good dads. We, now, have, a lot, yeah. we have a lot of, like, focused men to be the best, whether it's in fantasy football, in life. I, I would say that all of our, like, inner circle of friends, if we were to walk out or someone came up later and said, you walked out on this tab, and, and I look at it and I see Fuck. 18 7 and 7s, two taco plates, and then, like, and then, like, one Midori Sour. No, that's mine. Like, <laughs> who did I buy a drink for? <laughs> Shit. Exactly. Um, you know. Disclaimer, that was for his whole party that yeah, night. Way back <laughs> <laughs> so true. Yeah. So true. Annie, there there were times, and and I can't speak for Richard, but for myself, when life is tough, and your choice or where you go or what you do is tough, and 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 I can specifically remember for me, my son was three years old, and I had enough money f- to take him to McDonald's mm-hmm. and get him a Happy Meal, and that was the end. Like that's how much money I had mm-hmm. to make him. Give him a chance to play and get him food, but but for me there wasn't enough. Okay. When you took over this and you went on your own and you and you took that risk, can you tell our audience about some of the difficult times looking back? What were some of the hardest times when you first started out? I think everybody reflects like differently on on what are hard times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's hard. It's a hard question know, to answer it's sometimes. A, it's a hard question because it's it's so it's so broad. I can't say like you know because I had already put time into this you know place. So when we got, when we got it, we were like already invested. I I bartended here for you were familiar like six, with six seven years. Oh yeah, yeah. like yeah. I was six days a week. You know what I mean? I knew the clientele, so I we were it was already established. I had already established a clientele. You know what I mean? So in monetary wise. I wouldn't struggle on that end, you know what I mean, and stuff. So plus, you could have worked, so you could have made your income on tips. Yeah, yeah, no. And then whatever, whatever you wanted to keep, you kept in the rest. You put into the business. When we got it, you know, um, I I still worked. We, you know, figured it out. Marco was still working. He worked a year at the refinery. You know what I mean, and stuff like that. So we were in a. By the way, this is Marco right here. Yeah, if you guys can see him. (laughs) We were in a, a. a good we made sure we were in a, a sound spot like financially you know so before we made any decisions the, the hardest part was like just the struggle of of changing and working and um, probably time too uh, yeah because even though you're working six days a week before you, you you showed up at your shift and you left yeah now when you after you owned it it's probably like well I could probably show up two hours early just to get certain things done. Or I you need to I get need here. To, to yeah, so I'm sure that probably was a factor, too. Like, Yeah, it's, I, I think more it's like that you don't ever stop working, you know what I mean? So, like, when you're when you're just bartending, you, okay, like you said, you get off, you're, oh, free, you don't think about nothing else, you know what I mean? When you're owning, it's like, your your mind doesn't stop, 
you know, you don't rest till it closes. And then even after then, it's like, oh, okay, what is? And then it's the next day, repeat. And it's, I think it's the every day, like, the same thing, get, repeat, you know? At what, at what point did you feel... Um I don't know. For me, I call it like I made it. Like, even though I know like you had bigger aspirations, like at what point where it was like a relief, like, like oh shit, like it's running on its own. You, you you've accomplished like, this goal. You know, maybe it's time to set new ones. But but like it's you're, you're selling enough. You're getting consistent business to where like you, I don't you're, think you ever feel that. So I, okay, I, okay. <laughs> let me let me ask it a different way then. Yeah. When at, at reevaluate point, your goals, reevaluate your goals, and you you were able to step away from the business a little bit, like meaning not having to be on the floor six days uh-huh. a week. Maybe you only have to do it three days a week. Maybe you didn't have to be on the floor anymore at all because like you building, had enough. You had enough bartenders here that were good at what they did and and was able to make the clients like, all happy. Like building a car, you put it all together and at some point it's going to run and you can take your hands out of the engine. Doesn't mean you're done, doesn't mean you're you're not gonna get another, but at what point did you get to that point where you go, take a breath and uh, reflect on what you've done thus far? Um, I don't think we've reached that point because so I, I may not have to come in physically like right now, but you know, Marco's here every day. You know yeah. what I mean? Doesn't miss a day, all day. So we work I see well him. as a team, you know what I'm I mean? Here every so day. Yeah. <laughs> I have like a, a good setup at home and you know, I'll, a bunch of shit to do all day from house. Like I, I, I kind of set me up where I can log in, I can do, you know, everything I need to do. And then he's every there, he's here every day. So it's like, we, we've never reached that point, Aaron. I, I don't think I'll ever reach that point. Like, we rarely take, if we go away, two days, you know what I mean? Three days, yeah. I think, you know, we can count in all these years, you know, where we've gone more than five days, you know, on one hand. Um, it, it's definitely something you don't leave, you know, and you can't uh, relax. Um, we, we're fortunate. We have good employees and great bartenders, great people. And, True. But they have, like, their job, and they can't do our job. Right. So it's very different. No one can do our job but us. You know yeah. what I mean? And no one's going to eat. And you, even if you leave it for, like, three days, you start to see it unraveling. Like, oh, my gosh. You know what I mean? It's, like, coming apart. So It's it, like paperwork's piling yeah. and nothing's getting yeah. processed. And yeah. I think we, we look forward to the day that, you know, um, or when we do sell, you know what I mean? And then we start our, our next chapter in our life. And then you really receive the fruits of your labor, or, you know, all yeah. the things you've established along the way. It's, when I say it is uh, stressful, I, I don't think there's another, <laughs> I cannot emphasize enough, especially at any bar business I'm sure is, but our, our prime location really, <laughs> really nails the hammer sometimes. The one that sells liquor. Yes. <laughs> yes. You, <it's> in Pico. <laughs> the, it, this is On Telegraph. <laughs> this is going to be a really weird comparison. Okay, mm. so so follow me down this track. I, I have family that live in very rural areas, mm-hmm. okay, outside of the city on, on large acres of land. And I have an uncle, and I was talking with him about running a farm. Uh-huh. And he goes, I don't want these chickens. My wife wants these chickens. I don't want the cow. My wife wants I don't want to be a farmer. I can't leave if I'm a farmer. Mm-hmm. We have to stay here and take care of the animals. 
all of them. We have to take care of what we grow. And he goes, I want to travel. Yeah. I want to go places. I want to do things. I don't want to be tied to our land. And, and it sounds like you're the opposite. You see what you want here. This is your farm. And you want to dive into it. And you want to focus in it. Did that desire to create start when you started bartending? Or was that something you saw early in life? I think I've always had like a... I had my first job at 14 years old. I was working at the Pico Indoor Swap Meet. Oh, yeah. I sold oh, the, right. the Cholo pants, yeah, you know, for $35 a day. You sold the Solos? Yes. I bought the Solos. <laughs> the big one in the back. Oh, man. They were the only baggy pants that you could buy. So my dad used to tell me, like, if your pants don't fit without a belt, you can't buy them. Uh-huh. But being an Asian kid in Pico, I needed baggy pants. <laughs> have to. It was like, a I can't wear tight pants. Dad, no. skinny jeans will get me killed. In the 90s, it was a, a uniform requirement. Yeah. So I went to the indoor, and I was like, oh, fuck. Solos are baggy, and they fit at my waist? <laughs> 28s, please. 28s. Yeah, yeah, even if you went, like, 30, 34s or whatever, they were huge. They were huge. They but went over your shoe and everything. Oh, like, yeah. It was awesome. It yeah. was the Greg's. But <laughs> that was the, that was the yeah. shit, dude. The indoor I, swam I me back indoor. in the day. I yeah, do too, dude. I, it, it, that, dude. That money went long way in there. You yeah. just, <laughs> that, that's the good. last place that I was able to find like the the nylon Cortez like consistently. Because oh, yeah. if you go to like Foot Locker or whatever, not that I ever wore them, but like you know, they're now Cortez are back in style. Yeah. Like, well, that's because they're they're vintage now. Yeah. I'm just waiting for the fat laces. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Where they were just one stripe. Yeah. You had, to, you had to know how to lace them up <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to look a fool. <laughs> so back then, Annie, w- w- even working at the the indoor, what was it in you that you saw that led to this? I always had a desire to like um, to make money, you know. Um, my mom was an RN and a teacher. She taught at Bell Gardens High. She worked the hospital on the weekends. Um, you know, my stepdad was a homicide detective. Um, I didn't really lack for anything, like material-wise, but I never liked the feeling of having to ask somebody for something. I, if there was something I wanted, I always I wanted to be able to get it. Like I, it's it burns inside me to this day. Like I don't. I've never, knock on wood, you know, I know you shared your story, like struggling, like, oh, my heart goes out to the eye. I've never felt that. I've never wear, wanted something and not been able to get it. And um, I, like, I don't know, I feel blessed. Like, it'll make me want to, you know, cry, but I, I, I haven't known that struggle. I've known much harder struggles, you know, on I don't even know harder because, you know. Just yeah, different. Right, different struggles. Yeah, yeah. There you go, you know, so. But I've never experienced, you know, that. And I think that's what drove me to, like, entrepreneurship, you know, just kind of um, financial Independence. independence, yeah. You know what I mean. So I just, I, you know, I always like I like to make money, <laughs> and that's what you know. Drives me. I like to make money. I like to not be able to ask, you know, people for things, and um, I, I liked being able to work for myself, you know. So it was uh, and executing that stuff. It just came from when I was young, I guess. You know, I think what what is inspirational, Annie, is. I'm gonna I'm gonna compare both of you guys together is is that the desire and the drive so so Richard has an, a very ingrained desire and drive to be successful 
and you have a very ingrained and and uh, deep desire to be successful. We see it here, and and you both came from very different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to say that your family owned an island, but mm-hmm. there wasn't a any lack of financial struggle. Yeah, yeah. You, you, I wouldn't say you came from money, but was better than most. Yeah. Okay. I was accustomed to what, um, how a comfortable living. A co- comfortable, Because exactly. they didn't give me any of them. No, no, no. no. <laughs> That's and, for sure. And, 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 <laughs> Growing and, up, it was very like, hmm. And not, no, and, and not to. handing out dollar bills. <laughs> not to take anything away yeah. or say no, that you, sure. you were born with a silver spoon. Yeah. But it's, it's similar to like my upbringing. Mm-hmm. We had cool things and mm-hmm. we had fancy stuff, jet ski, uh, you know, maybe a dirt bike here. But I didn't grow up with a silver spoon. But I certainly didn't have to worry about food on the table. Yes. Okay. And and Rich, not to put your business out there, but you certainly didn't grow up in an affluent home. Yeah. But yet, both of you have a very similar drive to be successful. Mm -hmm. And, And so, for our listeners, for those people who are watching... The drive isn't built into the poor, the rich. It isn't built into those who, you know, come from single families or married families. That drive is within you, independent of your circumstances. Well, I think the important thing that she said, though, was like she never wanted to ask somebody for something. Like she wanted to have it on her own. Like, oh, I I, I could buy this or whatever. Mm-hmm. The drive was. The, the reason for the drive is different, but the drive is the same. Like, That's my point. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. don't think we're saying different things. Yeah. You both have a drive, and you came from very different upbringings, very different backgrounds. And what I would hope is that that would be inspirational for people who go, you know, I, I didn't grow up, it, you know, with a broken home in the ghetto, whereas some of these other people have that desire. But then you also don't have to, you don't have to come from that, but you also don't have to have a solid background to make your own life. So there's absolutely no excuses either way. Mm-hmm. I just think I just think there's no excuses in general. People like need to like fucking man the fuck up, like for real. Yeah. Like everybody's struggling, everybody has their own issues. Yeah. Like yeah. I just don't think that using you your circumstance yeah, using your circumstance to like as a detriment is fucking terrible. The only one you're you're hurting when you do yourself. that is yourself, yeah. dude. That's the only person. Like, I'm sure we've all been through it. You, you name it, I probably went through it, dragged it on the butt. I'll tell people sometimes, like, shit that I've been through, and they'll be like, really? And I'll be like, yeah, but, you know, I just just get up and you you don't let it define you you know you move on because you got to live your life and you want to you want to live your best life that you can you know I I got pregnant at 15 I had my son at 16 um I went through I went to like eight different high schools <laughs> in like the first three years I got kicked out of shitload of fucking high schools um I, yeah, I ran away. I was told my stepdad told it? me the next Who time, oh, you run away, you go out the front door. I packed up my bag, I dragged it down the step, and I freaking slammed, I'm leaving, and I slammed the door. And I, I didn't look back, you know? And um, 
it was hard. I, I had a kid at 16, and I had a, another kid at 19, and I was like, what the fuck? And it was kind of like a, a little awakening. I, I, I tried to go to college, and that shit was not for me. Like, so I don't, I mean, I don't think school is for everybody. It, I agree. But it doesn't mean you can't be successful without going to school. You just gotta work harder, and you gotta. I wasn't lazy. I worked six days a week, doubles on Sundays, 60, 70 hours. I was no stranger. Like, oh, I'll work. Give me the, you know, the job. But college doesn't teach intelligence. Mm -hmm. College teach teaches you how to. You how how mm -hmm. to study for a specific purpose. And I like Richard successful. He never went to college. I went to it. Like I went a, to a couple of fucking classes. Me too. <laughs> me too. Uh, they weren't my classes, but I went to them. <laughs> <laughs> they were my, they were my exes. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, and they were and very Richard's, interesting. Just Richard's so you know. very successful in his industry. <laughs> I, I've been flipping burgers for a dozen years now. Um, when when you left home, how old were you, Annie? I was I was fifteen when I left home, and it, it was different. I, I, that's I what I was going to ask. Say that, it was different in the nineties. But know. but that's where I was leading to is is leaving home at fifteen in the nineties is yeah. very different yeah. than leaving home in the twenty twenties. Oh hell yeah! If my kid tried to leave at fifteen, I would fucking <laughs> pull, pull their ass by the fucking ear. <laughs> you know, they, they wouldn't know what to do. They would be fucking lost. You know, they like just, I, they, they would have just googled it. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, yes, ask Siri. I know how to Siri, work. What do I do? <laughs> so where how did do you, I make money? <laughs> where did you find yourself at fifteen, and and what life path did you take at that point? I I had a, a boyfriend at that time. Uh, we, I think he was like 20. We don't have to go 22. Too much into it. No, yeah, but it was, it's part of like the life path. Because we, we can. We don't have to <laughs> we go can over that. that. <laughs> we'll, we'll, the name, you hey, know. Rich, edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's listening. I'm freaking out. Um, they were very traditional. Like uh, they're from Guatemala. Um, he was first generation here. Me too. So they live Guatemala? like very simple, like a whole family in an apartment, you know. And but they were so happy. It was, it was the happiest family, like. Uh, I, I can't start. I was. I never really had that growing up, so it, it, it's hard to say. And I didn't have like a lot of love. Um, we had financially, we were great, but you know, a lot was lacking on the other side. I, I didn't have that. Like, I don't know. I just didn't experience what I was seeing in the, this family. And it's amazing because you, 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 I even to this day, you see like these small. And I don't want to like stereotypical things, but this is Hispanic oh, family. Oh, Annie, we stereotype oh, okay, all the it. time. <laughs> you know these Hispanic families that are like, you know, ten in an apartment or the whole thing in one house. But you know what? They're so happy. And Four they do generations everything. later, and yeah. they're in the same home. You know, they have their dinners together, and you know, uh, it's I don't know. It's so they live so simple, but they have the greatest of joy. You know, so I there, I was with this guy and his family, and it was like the best thing ever like I, I felt I just wanted to be a part of this other side you know I felt like it was so intriguing to me and I really learned a lot from it so we you know the next thing like they do at that age is you know you move out so we got a little we rented a room you know I'm 15 years old playing house trying to sign myself up for high, high school I went to the nearest high school did you bring your own easy bake papers. oven or did they give you one no I actually opted for uh, <laughs> just spaghetti sandwiches <laughs> so pretty simple <laughs> 
out of a room, no kitchen needed. So yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of going to his mother's house. So <laughs> a lot of their family cooking. I didn't have to do none of that. But just a lot of, it was just plain house. And I ended up pregnant. And after that, I went back home. To, I went to my grandma's. And I stayed there, you know, for a couple of years. And I just started to, to think, like, okay. What am I going to do? Yeah, what am I going to do? So, you know, and then the other kid came. And I'm like, oh, now I really got to think, like, what am I going to do? And I was just kind of going through the motions. I didn't really, like, know what I was going to do in life. I was just making well, money and living in the of moment. Of course you don't know that. Like, yeah. I was, I, was comp- I was like, oh, no. So when that opportunity that came to get this place, you know, because I was making pretty good money. How, as how a old were you when you bought the, when you ended up buying this? Was thirty one. Okay. Yeah, thirty one. So still, pre- that, that's that's pretty young to own your own mm-hmm. business. My main first goal, which like I kind of opened it up for everything else, was when I I bought the house. I bought my first house at 29, and I bought it as a bartender, you know what I mean, with, you know, like, not even really a paycheck, you know what I mean? Yeah. A lot, you know, just cash here or cash there. Mi- minimal cash, and, IRS, just <laughs> yeah. minimal I think it's cash. been over seven years. We're good. No, okay, good, 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 good. Right. Hopefully, you never right, know. Yeah. But and if for whatever reason I have a good tax girl, she'll hook okay. you up on trip. Good to know, good to know. <laughs> But I think once I achieved that dream, I was like, oh, yeah, like anything is possible. And I actually just utilized that, you know, um, opportunity, bought when the market was low. I I can't stress enough to people, you know what I mean? Like real estate, man, you know, I bought when the market was low, got my house. We remodeled it. We sold when it was high. Freaking. I did the opposite. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I, I I didn't know that the market was low. I just bought because I was like, it's time. Uh-huh. I did my research. I didn't read anything that the market was going to really like mm-hmm. go up or down in any drastic way. I just, I, I needed to buy for the tax write off. Yeah. So I bought, and then literally two years later, the home price went up like $100,000. Uh huh. So I sold it in July, I think, of, 20, of, yeah, of this year. Yeah. And I've been looking at the home price, my same place, and it's. It, it's below what I sold him already. I, yeah, oh, yeah. I, it went it's up. dropping it, again, it, though. It, it, oh, I'm waiting. Who's I have, ready? <laughs> I didn't. I, I have money waiting for the, yes, for the market to drop. Yes. And see, when, when I buy, so the odd thing is, I was in the finance industry, <laughs> and I bought at the highest point, and then yeah, the market crashed on me. So I've lived the opposite, mm-hmm. basically. But. Um, Live and learn, right? Live and learn. You know what? It's we do this show, and we, you know, we're very different in our backgrounds and who we are. But I mean, even our choices in life, or or what path brought us to this point. Richard and I live very differently. But what it has done is, I think, smart people are going to learn no matter what. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, Annie, you have made mostly right decisions throughout your life. And, and that's only helped you learn to make more right decisions. I maybe have made wrong decisions or <laughs> poorly timed ones, but that's also helped me like talk to talk to Rich and just kind of make a suggestion to him, not to take credit for your choice or what you did, but... You wanted me say, to go to a HELOC, that's why. What's that? You wanted me to go with a HELOC. Uh, no, what, <laughs> some of the things that I told you was... <laughs> We'll, we'll talk off air on that, but don't make my mistake in this, this, and this. And that, that 
I would hope, inspired Richard to go, all right, rather than do this path, I'm going to do this. And, and I hope it helped him in the long term. Yeah, well, part of the reason why I wanted to sell was, so, you know, obviously when you buy a house, you need, like, things like furniture, paint, da 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 I redid the floors. Mm-hmm. I did things, right? So I had money saved for that, but it, I went over my budget. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then some things kind of happened to where I had to use my credit cards a little more than I wanted to. Then all of a sudden I was like, I felt like I was kind of drowning in credit card debt, right? Yeah. So I started looking at it like, shit, okay, what do I do? So I asked him, he brought it, he gave me a couple options. One of them was take a home equity loan out of it, right? So I looked into that, it was an option. And then I kept looking at the home prices. I'm like, God, there was a couple properties in my area that sold for you know, 380, 375, and I bought it for 320 and I owed like 300 on it or mm-hmm. something like that. And so I hit up my real estate agent and I just asked him like, hey, what can you get on this? What do you what do you think is a fair number? And he gave me the number and I was like, if you could sell it for that, yeah. I'm gonna sell it right now. Yeah. Because after the fees and everything and yeah. then me paying off my credit card debt, yeah. I'd be sitting with four times the amount of money that I came into the property with. Oh yeah, wow. You know what I mean? And yeah. granted, it's not, I mean, it's a lot of money, I guess, but it's not like a, you know, it's not as much money as I would want, but- It's money I mean, you I, didn't have. I, 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 I chopped off my credit card debt to I have I'm the only debt I have is my car. Yeah. And now I'm just waiting for the market to drop. Yeah, it sucks. I, I had to go from a house to an apartment. You know, I had to do the whole moving thing. Yeah. Yada yada yada. But it's a small sacrifice for the bigger picture. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I mean, I I took I, I do listen when people give me like advice on shit. You know what I mean? I I, I listen and I and I just make the best decision for myself. You know what I mean? hate so, I hated giving any advice financially to rich it was like <laughs> like I, I we're sitting there and we're talking and i'm just like dude I, I i like i would do this for a stranger because if i'm wrong it, it it doesn't affect me all that much i hate talking about finance with friends yeah like, and i told him like i don't feel comfortable being a burger flipper <laughs> i don't feel comfortable talking finance. somebody actually asked me does, does your buddy really Flip burgers? I was like, no. <laughs> what the hell? Really? It's, a, it's yeah. a code word, right? Yeah, exactly. He doesn't like, want to say what he does, but everybody knows what he does. Okay. Yeah, everybody kind of knows. Like, I, I've been in banking for, God, like 18 years now. Okay. Okay. And one, one of the things that I, I told Rich, and, and we're, we're talking as friends, and you have to wear two hats. Yeah. You have to wear a friend hat, and then you have to wear the industry hat and like he said he, he kind of found himself and I, I'm going to talk about this because I hope it helps some listeners like you said I'm not putting your business out there but he said I found myself drowning in, in credit card debt one of the things that I always tell people is you you can take an equity loan off of your home you can can, you know, take everything, put it together, pay it all off. That's great, but what is the term on that loan? Let's say you refinance your mortgage. What you've done is taken a 65-inch TV, thrown it in with your home, and now you're paying it off for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Okay, so is that TV worth 30 years of interest or so? All that to say that I feel really uncomfortable talking about finances with friends. Yeah. 
But what I, what I do want to ask you, Annie, is throughout your time, throughout your success, and you're a successful woman. Okay, you own two locations of gardens. You have your own business. You're a successful woman. And not to put you on the spot, but are there people that you're mentoring and what do you tell them to help them be successful as well? So there's not... Well, yeah, I'm mentoring my kids every day. So I am, they are like mini molds, you know? Everything that I've sucked up in life, my my main goal is just to put it out there to them, you know? That makes sense. And for them to take it in, you know? I was very, like, you can't tell me nothing. As a kid, I had to learn it the hard way, you know, learn it my way. Um, so I'm hoping my kids are a little different, you know what I mean? Which they, so far, one of them, all right. The other one, a little bit of me, too. So. <laughs> well, you're not going to hit 10 for 10. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, so, so far, we're going pretty good. So I invested in uh, the collab. That's where we record the, uh, the podcast every uh-huh. Wednesday, typically. Um, and Rose, which is the tax girl I was talking about. Yeah. But she she's doing the same thing with her kids like Mm -hmm. she's just like trying to teach them to be maybe i mean it doesn't necessarily have to be an entrepreneur but just like like different ways of making money like different streams like some of the richest people in the world have multiple streams of income financially independent yeah Yeah. you need to be financially independent and i I think that's that's something they don't teach you in school and that's something that yeah as a parent like you kind of have freaking horrible honestly like no school's amazing no 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 what happened to fucking home ec you know, like it's some Listen, real all the shit, tra- all the dude. Trade yes. Like, on the real, like I learned, I learned to sew with a sewing machine after high school. Yeah. Okay, and it sounds stupid, but yeah, I bought a sewing machine. What it has done is allowed me to make my own curtains. Like, I've always wanted to learn to sew. That's pretty fucking it's, cool. It's fun. Like, I'm really not gonna lie to you. When, when you're ready to do origami, you can show you that too. Okay. Like, <laughs> what? what <laughs> I can. But it's like little shit like that we have not taught our kids. Like, Mm -hmm. I took, my fiance has short windows, right? We bought curtains that were made for long windows Mm -hmm. and we cut them in half. Okay. And I put them through a sewing machine and they're not perfect, but you know what? We didn't have to buy two sets of curtains we bought one cut them in half and use them for two and little shit like that so, it's very satisfying actually oh, those little things that you can do like, tailoring my like, own yes. shirts and shit yeah. so coming so coming from my industry so like i don't know if you know what i do but i sell industrial metal so like mm-hmm. this right here's a nipple these are flanges um so i sell these to like contractors mechanical contractors you said that um uh, that marco worked at the refinery yeah like i saw a lot of the refinery guys oh well, really? they're, what, they're, which refinery he worked at the Chevron when he was a pipe so, fitter. Okay. Yeah, so okay. so pipe fitter, pipe yeah. fitting is a needed industry right now. Like mm-hmm. they, people are retiring, and they don't have anybody to replace them. So there's more people retiring than there are people to replace them. Yeah. There are people making that can make more money going into an apprenticeship, oh, yeah. learning how to pipe oh, fit, yeah. than going to fucking college mm-hmm. and being a fucking teacher. No, you know, granted, is it harder? Yeah, it oh. is harder. It's harder physically. You know what I mean? But I don't know. My sister teaches like second grade, and not to be around, I'm thirty little. Little <laughs> 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 I would, yeah, I would rather go to the fucking pipe, fucking what, what I've all, all day. So. What I've always laughed at is that we have a high school, and then we hire painters to come in and paint. Why don't we have vocational classes? 
look, it, it would be great if every kid from El Rancho could grow up to be a doctor. Mm -hmm. But the fucking truth is, is that they're one of them not. Is. One, I think, maybe. Right? I, I want to say, at my graduating class, the only there's only one guy. His name is Luis Gutierrez. He's the only person that I know that is like, like, is a doctor. <laughs> and then, and not saying there's other people that are right, successful exactly, people that are like exactly. real estate agents. Yeah. Like that. But, the, but the point is, is that look, if you find yourself, look, my dad was a painter, my tío, my whatever was a painter. You're probably gonna be a fucking painter. Mm -hmm. That's not a bad no, thing. You'd be the best painter you can fucking so be. So instead you be, of you don't, but you could be the owner. You yeah. could be you could own a fuck like I'm sure when you started bartending, people were like, a bartender, yeah. really? Yeah. But now you're like, bitch, shut the fuck up. Like exactly. I fucking own that motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. I was a bartender. Yeah. If you had now a dick, I you'd be like, suck own. my dick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't 100%. I don't understand why we can't teach kids to mow the lawns at El Rancho High School. Yeah. Right? We don't want every kid to be doing day labor, but the truth is is that we fucking need them. Yeah. Why can't we get them ready to do it now? I think just giving them life skills, you know? Like, uh, you gotta teach them how to... Yeah. Like, just to, like do their... Um, their their bank account, you know, like every day. Teach them how to cook. How, how does that, how is that how something to, they teach in school? I don't understand that. I don't understand how they, they don't teach people how to fucking balance their checkbook. Oh, Makes no sense. Um, but we're going to take a quick break. Okay. Uh, we're going to keep you for about 20 more minutes. I know you got to go. Cheers, no uh, And we'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for hanging in there with us. Uh, once again, if you didn't join us for the first half, we are here at uh, Gardens Bar and Grill in Pico Rivera with the Owner, entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneur, I'll get it out one of these days, entrepreneur, Annie, and uh, thank you so much for having us here. When we went to break, we were talking uh, about your kids and, and what you've instilled in them. One of the questions that I have, and, and it's... It's kind of one of those moral things that you deal with as a parent. You want to give your kids as much as you can. You want to make their life as easy as possible because you've struggled through it. But at the same time, that struggle is what made you who you are. How do you find the balance of giving them what they want versus making them feel that difficulty that that hardship that the struggle <laughs> I, I didn't want to use the struggle but <laughs> the struggle the struggle that you went through i i feel as kids um they don't need to feel a struggle i'm gonna i'm gonna give them what they what they want i'm gonna over spoil them i'm gonna over i like to say fuckerize them hug <laughs> them kiss them be there with them the struggle that will build them will come in adulthood and everyone's gonna go through it no matter if you have a silver spoon handed to you or if you didn't have nothing you know what is gonna build them is gonna be when they're out in the world and i can't be out in the world with them i'm not gonna go hold their hand i, I build them for independence you know and i build them young i you know i teach you know our 15 year old I had him washing his clothes at like seven years old you know putting it in he he does his clothes now my first grader I'm teaching him to do his homework on his own I don't sit there with him you know like he has 20 minutes of reading every night he reads from his room I want to hear it out loud he comes with me the last you know an extra 10 minutes so I can make sure hey is he doing it right and stuff but you know 
I I build them to be independent, but I overspoil my kids. I don't care. Well, <laughs> I, 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 would, I would actually uh, argue the fact that you are making them struggle because some some kids don't have to deal with that. They don't have to deal mm-hmm. with the parent on them saying, "Hey, you need to do your own laundry. This is mm-hmm. your." This is your laundry. You yeah. fucking shit in your pants. You're gonna fucking. You're gonna <laughs> fucking wash it. This how you work it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Get it done. I, I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, I didn't do my own laundry until I moved out of my mom's house. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just the truth. Like, I mean, yeah. there's there's no right or wrong way to do things. Mm-hmm. I just, I still think that you're, you're training them just in a different way. You're mm-hmm. you're, you're showing them the struggles in a different way. Their 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 accountabilities. I think that's the key is accountability. Like you're teaching them accountability in a different fashion mm-hmm. versus. You know, in my mind, like accountability was like I'm not gonna eat tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Not to that extent, but like no, you know what I mean, just sure, yeah. just like those if are. If no certain, one makes your food, yeah. then yeah. And, and, and if I don't, concern. if I don't make any money today, like I'm not gonna fucking eat. Like, yeah. so I, I can see that. I, I understand that. I mean, yeah. Everybody has their different way of, of parenting. Well, there's um, no right way. Let's yeah, be no. real. It's a, a whole. You just figure it out as your. It doesn't come with. Because I mean, let's be real. Like a, a parent that like 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 a. Uh, what is it, Jeffrey Dahmer or fucking Richard Ramirez or or like these these fucking psychos, right? Yeah. I'm sure their parents thought they did a good job. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, like they thought they did a good job. Yeah. And then they were like, eh, we probably fucked up. Like, yeah. so, maybe, I, I maybe we should have said I loved you a little <laughs> more. You know what I mean? Like, a few more hugs, a few less uh, loads of laundry. We yeah. have the, this talk all the time with like, you know, my friends that do, or people we know that do have kids. Like, you could do the best job you can do. And, you know, there comes a moment where your kids make their own decisions and they could. You know, turn out to be who knows. You know, like you said, murderers, freaking, you know, thieves in jail, in and out the system. You know, drug addicts. Like, you know, knock on wood. Like, fuck, dude, my kids are angels compared to me and what I <laughs> what I went through or what I did. Choice I made some bad choices, and they are like the the opposite. And um, it's a luck of the draw. You know, like it you really can is. really it, you do the best you can. And even people that do an amazing job that you would look and say, wow, they were a good parent. Their kid gets and makes a choice and, you know, it's, it changes it's free will. Yeah. It's everybody's got it. It's free will, you know, and it's a, it could be a bitch or it could be a blessing. So shout out Ricky Mora, 25. Have he, you met Rick? You met Rick before, right? No, not at all. <laughs> he wrote, <laughs> you don't look like you missed many meals, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> Recently, because I make more money, asshole. <laughs> You're a dick. Right? I was skinny before. Because <laughs> of tacos. You were skinny. So, um, so Annie, I, w- I told you this off air, but I wanted to tell you this on air. Like, I, I really think that you're an inspiration of people. Like, I mean, I said this with all due respect. Like, you're just a girl from Pico. You know what mm-hmm. mean like, like just like Kevin and myself, we're just we're just kids from Pico, and I think that like people hopefully can hear this podcast and like hear what you've been through and like see where you are now and like understand that like there is like some sort of inspiration in this um in this episode i mean i I think that like what you've done should be like you know if there was like a new yearbook where it's like what like you put someone's picture and like what they want to be or what they've accomplished (laughs) like like that's like i think you'll probably make more money than some of the people that updated college or you know what i mean like no, for sure. You know, and it's not about really about money, but it's more about I, I think what it is is about the financial freedom. Yeah. We talked off air about certain things you want to do, and it's like yeah. most likely you're, to succeed. You're a lot closer to that than most people that I know. You know yeah. what I mean? And again, you you've had your struggles, or not struggles, but like you your own obstacles of you know having kids at an early age, you know, 
obviously having to work your way through that and then dealing with uh, losses in your life and then coming from a girl that had a good job at Disneyland and was enjoying that to mm-hmm. bartending to like now owning this place and it's like fuck like it's a big old whirlwind but I think that like that success story is like very very important yeah. to someone like me that's like okay I'm gonna put in that extra hour or I'm gonna do that extra work or I'm gonna do, and granted we're in different industries but like yeah. like I appreciate that and you know me, yeah. been coming here for years like you know Aww. I've always felt like family so I appreciate it <laughs> We appreciate you. Cheers, none of this cheers. would be possible without you know you guys. Without that our beer pump tournaments. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that. that was a f- we packed this fucking place out. Those are some good times. Yes. For sure. Yes. Those are some good times. For sure. You know, Annie, you had mentioned earlier that you had a you had a kid young, you had a second. You met Marco. This guy. That right guy. Here. <laughs> um, Obviously, you had his support to do this, and and how have you dealt with the hours? Because bartending hours, or even owning a bar hours, are very different than your standard nine to five. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marco brought his own family in. You brought your family in. How have you dealt with the blending of the two different uh, families? We, I think that's something that just comes with time. Like, you know, from the beginning, um, our, our kids, oh, we, oh, we just taught them, like, like your family, you know what I mean, from the beginning, you know what I mean? We kind of, like, we waited a little bit before we brought them together, you know. It was a good, you know, six months, seven months, you know, before they even met one would meet one or you know he had four kids I had two kids so we had quite the established thing you know before but they we just taught them from the beginning you're you know your family and not not everyone's gonna get along all the time you know but um either do kids that are full yeah whether you're blood or not but a lot of people don't get a fucking long it doesn't matter yeah you know I I love his kids he loves my hair I love him like I don't treat him any different than I treat my kids not any different and I you know you go out of the way to make them feel special you go out of your way to be in their lives you know concerned about what's going on you know with them and um you make the effort it's all about making the effort we actually have gone through like it's crazy because when we you know got the place I ended up being pregnant you know a couple of months after we took over and that was a, a big gap. It was 2012. I had my last one in 90, 99. So, like 13 years apart. Well, that, our son, he's now seven, but he ended up being diagnosed with autism. So, it, just as we were starting off our business, you know, uh, he, he's about one years old, I started noticing, like, hey, he's not doing all these things he's supposed to be doing. You know what I mean? And yeah. stuff like that. So, we went straight into, like, an intense, you know, I did 40, 50 hours a week of therapy with him. You know, hardcore. You name it, I did it. It was an uncharted territory. So we were kind of like building the business our way because we changed a lot of things the way we wanted to do it. And then dealing with, you know, a whole nother aspect that was like a, 
a wrench in the game on the backside. So, you know, it's important to like have a partnership in your life. When you choose to share your life, you want to share your life with somebody that has the same goals, that has the same work ethic, you know, um, and you guys can be on, you know, a team, you know, to build that. Like, he has a great work ethic. He has the same work ethic that I have. We don't stop. He goes 24 hours a day. I go 24 hours a day. We complement each other well. I put a lot of hours in this place when I was bartending. Now I could do the stuff I do from home. Like, you know what I mean? A lot of it. Hey, you know, you're my legs. He could do it here. But, you know, because there's things needed at home, not just for the business, but, like, for our, our kids, you know? we got to run a house. And... I can't even stress this enough, but dude, being in your home full time as a mother is literally harder than any job out there. I, I I will gladly go to work every day, leave my house, you know, conversate with adults, do all that, <laughs> than you know, stay in a house all day and, and raise kids, dude. Raise kids, run a house, and work. You're trying to work from home is like, oh my god, <laughs> I can't even tell you. Can't you, get anything done. It's yeah, like you. You need to get a membership at the collab. We'll hook you up. <laughs> it takes you like freaking. It takes you like probably half a day to complete something you would complete in 45 minutes if you went to work. You know. See, so. that's why kids are the fucked up part because I, I I work from home uh-huh. a lot. Yeah. And I get a shit ton more done because I don't go to the office where everybody wants to have a conversation while you make a cup of coffee, you're making copies or printing something out, everybody wants to talk, but it's a a very different dynamic Uh because... I work from home and it's an it's an empty home. It's quiet. Oh yeah. So I, I, you know, I get up, I put my clothes on, I, you know, I get dressed for work as if I was going. I go to my office, which is separate than the rest of the house, mm-hmm. and I and I work. But it's very different as a mom oh, because yeah. that door's open and yeah. people start coming in. The pressure's not on your shoulders. So you wake up, you got to get them ready for school. You got to get them off for school. You come home. We got a two-year-old running around. She wants to eat. What is she getting into? Oh, wait, she's quiet. Look, let's hope yeah. she's not what, burning what down is the on, house. What is she getting yeah, into? Yeah, exactly. You know, she's running around. Oh, wait, before you know it, it's 2 o'clock. Got to go get the other one. Wait, I needed. I didn't do the schedule for the week. I had to do the booking for the week. <laughs> I had to do my paperwork. What's the paperwork from last night? What bills are due to? Day. Oh, we did do this order. Oh, I need this order by tomorrow. But I go, wait, I forgot. Hold on. It, it's literally chaos. Oh, in the midst of that, oh, dinner. What are we all eating for dinner today? And then baths and homework. And, and then you kids. start over tomorrow. Yeah, teenagers <laughs> and college kids. I think, you know, my adult children are just as stressful as the two-year-old, you know? So it, it literally is just chaos. But, um... It's a good chaos. I'm sure I'll say you. I'm sure you wouldn't change it for anything. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I I wouldn't change it for anything. You know. Um, While while you wouldn't change it for anything, (laughs) is there anything that you, looking back, would do differently? And and that doesn't necessarily mean that the end result would be different, but you know, I think a lot of people look back and go, "Well, like for me." Maybe I wouldn't have bought my house at the time I did. Maybe I wouldn't have invested in that dying in, you know, maybe I wouldn't have bought Blockbuster video stock. <laughs> Is there anything that you looking back would go or or advice for people who are listening that would lead them or, or say don't make this mistake or that mistake? 
I don't think so because like if I wouldn't have if I would have done something differently, it's based on the lesson that I learned from doing it that way. Okay. So if I wouldn't have made that mistake, I wouldn't know not to have done that. So you gotta you gotta learn the lesson and the only way to learn the lesson sometimes is to go through Jump in the deep it. end yeah. and you know, see what happens, yeah. My biggest thing I would say just to people is like just don't quit no matter how hard there's days like you know i could cry right now you know what i mean like literally yeah like there's days where you just want to fucking give up on fucking life like really like is this fucking it can't be this hard you know like god it can't be this hard but you don't give up and you don't quit and you just keep on going you know so i you know the 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 movie with mark Wahlberg called lone survivor Mm -hmm. okay he played a a real Navy SEAL who was behind enemy lines against the Taliban. And I heard his speech and I and I heard him speak to football players and after being shot multiple times. You're talking about the real guy. The real guy. Uh, he bit off his own tongue and ended up swallowing it. Oh man. Broke his hip and he, was, he said he was laying there on the ground in the dirt and he after everyone else had died in his, you know, his team, he's laying there and he's like, I, I, I'm going to give up. And he said, I said to myself, stop being a little bitch. <laughs> and he goes, you're going to live. And he drew a line in the dirt. And he goes, you're going to drag yourself until you f- your feet have crossed this line. Mm-hmm. And once you do that, you're going to do it again. And that's what he did. He said he did that for miles until he was into safety. Wow. And, and while maybe owning your own business or, you know, just striving through whatever company you work for, maybe it doesn't have the same weight as being behind enemy lines and, and people dying. The, no, but I think it means that you set the, a goal, you set a goal and you, you achieved it. And then you set a new goal and you keep achieving it. And it, it it's it's the beauty in the struggle. The but point I think is- your life, in your life, it does have the same amount of weight. You know what I mean? For you, because it's your reality, you know? You, everybody always, I feel, just compares themselves to other people's lives. Oh, their struggle was more, what they went through more. No, like your reality and your struggle, that's what affects you. And it's legit, you know? It's a real shit. And you, you should feel validated for what you're going through. Even if it seems minor to someone else, who gives a hell? It's not minor to you. And I think that's what's important, Annie, about you being a... A, a normal girl from Pico. Mm-hmm. Extraordinary girl from Pico. I got you, girl. <laughs> I got you. Why are you making me feel like that? I just want to make her feel better. That's all it is. <laughs> I'm going to sit a little closer on this side. But not too close, okay? <laughs> yeah, 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 don't get her jealous. Don't get her jealous. <laughs> the point being yeah. is that... She's from Pico, too. Oh shit! Did you get the Did you get the bouncer? Like she should be pat down. The 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 point being is that there are no excuses. Whether you were born in Watts, Pico, Hacienda Heights, or Beverly Hills, it's in you to be who you want to be. You can either draw a line in the sand and drag your ass past it. You can either say, I'm going to do this and I'm not going to look back. Or you can find one excuse, two excuses, three excuses. You can find what you need to settle for 
where you're at versus those like yourself, Annie, to drag your ass past that line and make it work. What would you say to people who are willing to settle? What What is your viewpoint on somebody who goes, this is cool enough. This is all right where I'm at. I don't, I don't, I don't want to put in that extra work because this is all right, but maybe if I had Annie's break or Richard's kind of in, I might have done that. <laughs> what, what do you say to the people with excuses? And I'll ask you after, Rich. You wait I, your I fucking answer. turn. I want to answer so bad. You wait your damn turn. <laughs> you know, for me, I don't know if it's because I'm a cancer or what, you know? Um, no, it's because you're, you're Latina. Go <laughs> for it. But I, I feel like, okay, that, that, that's you. You live your life. You're going to live your mediocre life, you know? And that's going to be your reality. And to me, like, you you sow what you reap. You, or you reap what you sow, you know? So I don't really have to say anything to our... I don't feel a certain way about it because they're going to live it. They're going to feel it. I feel bad just inside that, like, oh, you don't know what it's like to want more, work for it, and, and then to feel it, it and yeah. achieve it, you know? So you're missing out on something, but if that's what you want to do, well, you go more power to you to settle. You See, know? I, I'd say thank you because you're one less competitor. Out Piranha there. in the... Yeah, you're one less person. Yeah. Like, thank you. Okay, you want to give up before the race has even started? Sweet. Thanks. Sure. Do either of you take offense to people who might point to some aspect of your life? And and Rich, I'm going to throw you in the, in the same pond of piranhas as, as Annie. You know... There are people who, just off of the top of my head, Annie would say, well, well, she, she obviously had the inside track because she was a bartender. If I was a bartender, I would have gone down and I, maybe I would have taken and bought gardens and that would have been my life. Mm-hmm. And Rich, you know, maybe someone goes, well, he, he caught this break and had I caught in that same break, I would have owned the, the pipe metal industry do either of you take offense to people who will point and find an excuse why you succeeded and they didn't no it doesn't bother me what other people like I I used to worry a lot it used to really bug me like what people thought about me or their impression of me like if somebody got a wrong impression or tried to portray me in a way that I know I'm not, it would like irk my freaking soul. I let go of that a long time ago. If I if I didn't bartend here and I didn't end up buying this gardens, I would have bought another place somewhere else. My, my life path would have still been down that same road. I knew it from the first day I did it. I said, this is where I'm going to be. It would have just been different it entry happen. points. It would have been like, if, like you said, it might not have been whatever you bought this, yeah. but two years later it would have been another bar. Yeah, it would have been somewhere else. I would have I would ended up in the, the same place that I am now, just a different a different, a different, different road. Yeah, a different road. Different road. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I don't. There's, there's a lot of people in my industry that don't that think of me a certain way, but then they get to know me and it's different, right? So like, I don't, I don't care that they thought that I was this kind of person before. They got to know me. Like to me, it, it didn't matter. Like, so my success didn't wasn't dictated on what they thought of me. 
I was going to still work hard and and build my relationships with my customers to make sure that I was successful regardless of whether they were there to help assist or deter me. Like, it didn't matter. Um, so, I, I, I don't know. People, people's opinions of me didn't matter. And he threw out everyone's journey. There, there's people who are haters. There's people who have gone out of their way to make life difficult for you to succeed. I don't, I, I don't know you personally. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know all of the ins and outs of your life, but there's certain constants that come along through everyone's life. Without naming names or, or specific situations that would out a person, can you think of any occurrences or, or situations that have come up that you knew someone was trying to just... Fuck up your road. Fuck up your success. And and how did you handle that? I beat her ass. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> Par- partially I, true. I believe it. I believe it. I believe if you're from true. Pico, then yeah, yeah. No, no, it's probably true. It's don't, prob- don't fuck with us. Um, yeah, you know, there's... Uh, Would you say that's wrong? Like, is that a wrong statement? I think everyone who is a success will encounter people who aren't just haters but will go out of their way to deter you from your goal yeah 100 percent. yeah there's a woman that you know try to ruin my life ruin my marriage you know but i'm not gonna let her win i didn't let her win and you know years later I'm okay. I'm still here, <laughs> you know. So I think that's like anything. Along, There's obstacles you overcome the them. You move on with your life. Like, I, you know what? The, I, I would put a different. Th- There's always obstacles in life. I put people who purposely they they make an effort to cause you to fail, or or that that's in a different category. There there are obstacles in life that you have to face. And then there's adversity. And and I want to say that they're two different things. Obstacles are, man, I, I have no money, but I believe in this goal. How do I come up with the financing for my goal? That's an obstacle. Mm-hmm. Okay. People who purposely set out to take away from you, that's completely separate. Everything you worked hard for. So you don't let them win. You don't let them win. That's like, when you get on top, like, I I don't want to say that's the easy part because it's not easy, you know what I mean, and stuff, but it's not over. Like, you you work to stay where you are, and you may work even harder than what it took you to get where you are, you know? Yeah, typical uh, sports analogy is they say it's easier to win a championship than it is to continue, like, to stay on top. Like, Mm -hmm. so, like, yeah. It's still hard to win a championship, yeah. Oh, yeah. But then to repeat and to continue to be a champion yeah. is way more difficult because yeah. people are gunning for you. That's where you separate. I mean, separate the week from the fucking yeah. yeah. There's not a day that goes by that there's not some bullshit going on, you know. And don't let it, someone will get to me. I don't let it get to me long. You want to do 21 questions now? Or you we can we can roll with it. Let's. Yeah. Annie, typically we we asks. Acts. Mildly, I'm from Pico, dog. Like yeah, I know. We, we, we ask some questions. Uh, 
we asked some 21 questions. I got to find them. Give me a second here. Oh, okay. There are 21 <laughs> questions. You can answer them as you will. Like, you don't have to answer every question. If you don't like, we prefer you to. Uh, it's right there. There we go. Um, but you can answer them how you like. First thing that comes to mind, don't uh, don't hesitate. Just don't overthink it. Okay. Roll. It's with rapid it. fire. All right. You ready? Let me get I'm my ready. game face on. You ready for twenty-one questions? Let's Here we go. It. Number one. Do you want more kids? No. Hell no. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> How many no. do you have total? total. <laughs> we have a total of eight. Jesus. I have a two-year-old at almost forty. It's a disaster. <laughs> but wait, 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 wait. Honestly, it's best. We're gonna we're gonna uh, blank that out or <laughs> I don't even know what I, 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 I very well may. That's be, how you feel. I, may, I very well may In the same be down game. that road soon. So, Cheers. but I think it's different for a man than a woman, though. Yes, way different. I think it's different because your your girl's yeah, I'm about be, a decade older than her. Yeah, so. she's gonna be thirty, right? Yeah. When she has her, she yeah. still got the energy. That's a different. Yeah. Good, she, yeah. I don't. No. I just bought my. But first, you got her. I, I just bought my first lazy boy recliner <laughs> and i made it very clear to her and my son don't fucking bother dad he's in his recliner thank god she's not listening okay <laughs> she looked over though <laughs> do you want more kid that was no okay question we're number literally two. on question two bro <laughs> i got you lost your fucking place i got this question number two do you enjoy anal yes question number three have you sharded yes yeah, anybody that says no is a goddamn yeah. liar. Yeah, I don't buy that at all. Number four, your favorite fast food place? Uh, Gardens. <laughs> Taco no, Bell. Great answer. This is fine dining, sir. <laughs> Number true, five, true. what is your biggest fear? Uh, one of my children dying. Oh. That's probably the deepest answer we've yeah, got. Yeah, like uh, spiders. Like, yeah. No, but, but yeah, no, I get, I, I, I get it. Number six, what's your favorite chick flick? I don't really like chick flicks, um, but... Fast and the Furious. I, I don't know. <laughs> I think The Notebook was pretty sappy. Oh, <laughs> Kevin hates that movie. Fuck. I hate The Notebook. Oh. He, said, he says because, like, she's a cheater. She had is? The, had the roles been switched and it was a guy, it would be the, the worst movie ever. Nobody and I'm, I'm about equality. Uh-huh. I think the best answer was Jamario's, which was. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, you thought I was going to remember. I don't I remember. Did, I did. I did. <laughs> now I want to know. Hey, what's the movie about the girl baseball players? A League of Their Own. Oh. oh. Best answer. Okay. Best chick flick. Question number seven, Annie. What is your dream vacation destination? Uh. <laughs> Paris. Betty. Anything specific? Uh, Disneyland in Paris. <laughs> I'm a Disney nut. <laughs> so I work there. Have you, have you been to Florida or the Epcot? Orlando. Or Epcot is the shit up. What about Tokyo Disney? I would like to see it. Nobody yeah. gives a fuck I, I, would, I literally would like to go to all the Disneylands one day. That's a dream. All of the rides, like the height limits, are yeah. a lot shorter in Tokyo <laughs> Disney. What's your favorite drink, Annie? Um... Oh man! Uh, right now it's uh, everything. Black cherry, white claw, <laughs> our pineapple Ciroc and Monster. That's the go-getter. Okay. I'll take that. Do you dream in color? Yes. Chicken or steak? Chicken. Soup or salad? Salad. What's your favorite position? Something different. <laughs> you could have said CEO. 
<laughs> you could have said oh. owner. <laughs> owner. Outfield. There I don't know. Go. That's a tricky one. Catcher. <laughs> Annie, would you rather fart in an elevator or fall in public? Fall in public. Disneyland or California Adventure? Disneyland. Shaved or all natural? Shaved. Playing the word association game, what comes to mind when I say masturbate? <laughs> Yesterday. Oh, not me. <laughs> word associate. <laughs> Fun? I don't know. <laughs> That's a good Fun's answer. Good. I like that That's one. good. I would have expected private office. Oh. <laughs> Any which, what, <laughs> while the kids are asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Empty <awkward>. house. <laughs> Annie, would you rather outgrow your jeans or go bald? Outgrow my jeans. It's not bad being bald, by the way. <laughs> For a man, okay? <laughs> Barf or get the squirts? Get the squirts. Coke or Pepsi? Coke all the way. Shitty job or shitty relationship? Shitty relationship. And if I had to, if you had to give up one of these for a year, would you give up your phone, sex, or bathing? (laughs) For a whole year? One year. Sex. Dang, you love your phone that much? I work through my phone. I can't make no money without my phone. I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Where am I going to be after? I'll just be built up and <laughs> be ready to tackle it. Day 366, it's all over. Exactly. It's going to be a very rough January for somebody. <laughs> Annie, thank you so much. We, we, we absolutely appreciate you, appreciate you opening up your life. Your life's work to us to come down here. I know we comedically shout out gardens, but no, we I don't truly, comedically shout out gardens. You're well, crazy. let me finish my fucking my <laughs> I love gardens. We we shout it out comedically, but but the <laughs> truth is is that we absolutely love coming here. After the show, you'll find us here a lot of the time. Friday nights, just randomly, re- regularly, a, a little less than before because you know we're older now. You do get older, yeah. Yeah, but but still. Thank you so much. This has been a location. It's a staple of people. We love it here. Thank you so much. I love you guys. Thank Cheers. you. Appreciate, Appreciate it. You guys. Thank you. <laughs> and for everybody listening, this is Annie. Come on down to uh, Gardens Bar and Grill in Pico off of Telegraph and Passants. There's also a location in La Habra off of Harbor. I don't know the side street, but it's by a Harbor La Freight. Boulevard, La so. Habra Boulevard. La Habra Boulevard. Check them out. Thank you so much. Peace. <laughs>